Hello, loyal listeners and now viewers of Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast. Bill here, and today I bring you the one and only John Carr from Corpus Christi, Texas. Before we start this, I want to tell everyone that's watching this video, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, show everybody. Welcome to Season 4. This is what the podcast is now. Without further ado... Here we go. Welcoming to Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time, our new friend from Corpus Christi, Texas, John Carr. How you doing, uh, well, I guess this evening? <laughs> Very good, man. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm definitely hanging in there. How's uh, how's everything down in Texas with uh, what's going on in the world? Uh, man, not too bad. Hot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so recently you just, uh, released a song, the danger on, uh, Affiant records recently just signed with them. Um, you have an album coming out in September called dream one, one nine. Is that true? So I guess, so for people that don't know, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is John Carman, and I'm I'm a recording artist from Texas. Um, I'm a multi instrumentalist, man. I play a lot, a lot of different. Um, and I'm a dreamer, man. I uh, I started working on on this album about a year ago uh, with my producer, and uh, you know I, I went into it telling him like I'm gonna get signed this is what i want to do and he's like well yeah you know but like you don't want to have like realistic expectations i'm like those are my realistic expectations <laughs> you know and uh you know i had an offer on the table bef- before uh the release of my first song so oh nice and I-, I put my mind to something and i'll be damned <clears throat> if i don't get it nice so um i guess what was the uh what was the start to you know like what what was that one defining moment that was like you know what this is what i want to do uh well you know i've i've been wanting to do this time um i've been a front man of a band since 2012 so i've always been you know in front of people you know and yeah it, it but music's always been my my calling since i was a kid um, so to really nail down the like true defining moment, um, it, you know, so w- basically what happened was, is I started reaching out, uh, on Facebook, I started networking. Um, and it was when my producer heard one of my tracks and he's like, Oh, wow. Like, I didn't know you, I, I didn't know you could, you know, do that. Um, he's all, you know, let me, we're going to talk. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, you know, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, sure. And sh- <laughs> yeah, and sure. Enough, next day, he he called and and was asking me all sorts of questions. He's like, well, what what kind of what, what kind of music are you doing? What are you into? What what uh, what projects do you have going on? And and from there, we wanted to work together, and and uh, we made a record. Nice. So. Is this like a collaborative effort? Do you have a band that's backing you, or is it just you and you do everything? So, uh, no, no, no. Um, so 
the the majority of the 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 instrumentation was done by my producer um you know i threw my my ideas here and there and you know of course we we discussed like what 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 kind of sound we were looking to get um and uh you know what instruments i really really wanted um and like we we really discussed like and i mean in in absolute detail what sound i wanted and we kind of just uh, went back and forth uh with the whole thing um and with the the single that's coming out um we i'd already done my, my vocals on it uh it was a 12-hour vocal session oh wow yeah and uh there was something missing and uh i you know so and it's funny it's like it's like things align you know um i had the bass player of Daughtry, I had him on Facebook and he had posted something like, you know, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to fill some time. You know, if anybody wants, wants uh, to try to get me on the track, let me know. And at the time I was like, man, this dude's not going to want to do anything for me. Like I'm <laughs> small. Pe- um, and I, uh, and uh, so, so I, you know, I sent him a message and, uh, he reached out and he's, he's, well, you know, I really don't like work outside of like labels, you know, but like what you got, you know? And I sent him a song I'd already done. He's like, Oh, you know, yeah. So, well, yeah, that's going to be something similar to this. If you'd be interested. He's like, yeah, man. Like whenever, whenever, you know, you're ready, like just send it to me. And he wound up doing the, the bass on it. Um, and, uh, that, I mean, that, that was, that was a start and it's, Oh yeah. Um, but the vocals are all me. I, I get people like, well, who, who's doing your, your backups, you know, your back, backup vocals and all this. It's like, no, that, that's all me, man. <laughs> I'm very proud of this, this record, man. It's been, it's been an absolute pain in the butt, but it's completely worth it. Nice. So, um, with the title of dream one, one nine, what is, what is that? Uh, what's that symbolize or like, what, what's the meaning behind it? So that all derived um, from my mom. So my mom passed away in, in 20, 2015. Oh, sorry to hear uh, that. Uh, it's okay. Um, when I was a kid, or you know, all growing up, she'd always tell me, you know, one day, you know, you're you're, you're going to be a famous musician. People are going to know you, and then you're going to take me on vacations and you're going to buy me a house. You know, and she'd always tell me that as long as I can remember and. Everybody in my family knows that my mom has had some dreams that, you know, uh, would shake you to your bone because they want them coming true. Uh, my grandma wound up <clears throat> asking night. She woke up my dad telling him, oh, you need to call because I feel like there's something wrong with your mom. And sure enough, make the phone call. Let me call you back. We're heading to the hospital. You know, oh, wow. and my mom always having dreams of things that were to come. Um, and her birthday is one nineteen, January nineteenth. Okay. So, what better, what better, uh, um, uh, dedication, you know, that that I what what a better dedication would be, um, than naming it after that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's got a nice little connection there. It, it that, that's really cool. Um, thank you. So. Let's start back here at the beginning. What was uh what was some of your influences or 
you know, like main inspirations for wanting to get into music. I, I love hearing this because everyone's everybody's totally different. My main influences is my family, man. Um, my dad played the piano, player plays. Uh, my grandpa played the piano. Um, my grandpa's family had their own orchestra. Oh wow! Okay, thirty-two. You know, my, so my my family's always been a bunch of musicians. Um, you know, we get together for functions, and it's you know we make a band. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, somebody brings a trumpet. Somebody brings a guitar, and it's always a good time. Um, but ever since since I can remember, you know, I started playing the piano at four. Um, I guess just watching my dad play, and it's just it just kind of really instilled that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, family. I guess that would be my my short answer to the long answer. <laughs> so, what were some of um like your like mainstream or not mainstream, like artists that you looked up to or inspired. Oh, okay. So, um, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot. God, uh, my, okay. So my, my favorite, uh, my favorite musician is Ivan Moody, a five finger death punch. Yeah. Vocalist. Um, that's always been one that's, that inspired my in particular way of singing um and it's it's hard to really pinpoint man <laughs> um him um and you know what, what what's actually funny is when i was a kid uh i would listen to creed a lot you know as i was in the 90s i was like, oh yeah they were, they were, and i would i would mimic his singing I, and and you know people say why do you what do you sound like creed when you sing i'm like oh well you know it's because that's that's who i i I used to mimic um and uh from from there well from there i went to you know several other people um hinder um and i i was always stuck i was always real fascinated with justin timberlake and uh maroon fives like real real high range you know um and so i went from singing like real deep and and grungy to like uh, trying to stretch my vocal cords to really hit those super high notes. And, uh, even, like my drummer's wife, you know, always calls me out. She's like, why, why, why you gotta be Mariah Carey? I'm like, it's, just, <laughs> it's fun to challenge. Um, but I, I, it, it'd be too, too difficult to really like name every single artist that, yeah. that has ever really, I mean, I think those would be like the main ones. Well, I can tell you this was definitely a first for this show to hear Justin Timberlake and uh, Ivan Moody and Scott Stapp. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if you've listened to uh, my first single, but it, it it really is like a collage almost of of many different genres. Oh, absolutely. Many, um, but it but it's me. Like that's that's that is the sound. That when I when I want to write music. Okay, I mean it. It's just it's funny, or it's not funny. It's it's great when you're able to kind of take yourself out of like a genre where it's like you know I'm not, I don't sound like A B or C. I just sound like me. This is what I sound like, and I, you know 
you always hear about, you know, bands and artists that are able to forge their own path. And I, I love it when people are like, you know, I'm not trying to do this or sound like this person. I just do what I do. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that, that's what I wanted to do from the beginning. You know, I, I, when I was first talking to my producer, he's like, well, like what, what, what kind of sound are you going for? I'm like, well, you know, I kind of want pop alternative rock, a dash of electro, um, and maybe just like a sprinkle of this and a sprinkle of that. I, I, I don't want it to be, you know, alternative rock. I don't want it to be pop either. Like I, like I, I want it to be a, a sound of its own. And honestly, and maybe I'm just being biased of my own music, but I, I kind of feel like it's a genre of its own. You know, uh, when it came to like playlisters, um, they're like, well, I don't really know what playlist to really put it on. Cause it's kind of this and it's kind of that. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, you kind of have like this, uh, the sound that kind of like transcend transcends past genres to where, you know, if you were to get on a show that was a bunch of pop artists or, you know, alternative rock or anything like that, you could just blend right in and it wouldn't even be like you were out of place at all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, so let's see here. It says on your website that you've played over 900 shows out of those 900. Is there any place that you haven't been yet? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of places I haven't been. Um, but there's also, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of places I have, um, they've all, all mainly been South Texas. Um, I did get to play once in, uh, Europe when I was 15. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I played at a Polish castle. Oh, wow. <laughs> so how does I, one, uh, get to play a Polish castle? Oh, what? How does one get to play a Polish castle? I was playing in, uh, it's a, the Frederick Chopin Society of Texas. Uh, it's a, basically a bunch of pianists. Um, and that was just one of the shows. That's pretty cool. I, I, I mean, I, that's a nice little thing to add to the resume there. I played in the castle. Mm-hmm. Have you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you enjoy doing more, uh, playing in the studio or playing live and getting that, you know, that feel from the crowd or do you like uh, just sitting there wood shedding songs and making them perfect? You know, that's a really hard question. Um, I love being in the studio for sure. Um, because I, I feel like I get better every time I'm in the studio, if that makes sense. You know, I, 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 and you'd be amazed at how many times that you repeat the same phrase, (laughs) 40, 50 times a phrase until it's like absolutely perfect. And then just when I think like, I can't get any better, my producer's like, no, 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 no. Like go a little higher, a little higher. (laughs) You got it. You got it. And, and then I do it. I'm like, that was badass. You know, like I didn't, I like, I have, I have a huge amount of confidence, but I, I keep gaining a little bit more every time I go into the studio. Now doing live, uh, is also a bit intoxicating when the crowd is, is just cheering and, you know, getting loud. And it's, it's like you're pouring gasoline on a fire and it's just growing. And like, 
Uh, yeah, man, it 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 it, it is hugely intoxicating. Um, I love it, you know. And every every show I have ever done, I have always told people, it's like when you leave here, I I want this to be the best concert you've been to. And obviously, you know, they've been to way bigger concerts than me. But you know, I want to instill something. And it's cool, man, because like I'll get a, I'll get a message like a week or two later, like man, we've been talking talking about your show all week and this and that, and it's like goal, you know? It's it's I want I want people to feel what I'm feeling when I'm. Yeah, and see, that's the thing too. You don't necessarily need to have a giant show in order to, you know, walk away being mind blown. I mean, you look at like. Oh, yeah. uh, like some of the like MTV Unplugged stuff, like you know, like Nirvana or Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots stuff like that. I feel like those shows like mean more than the the stadium tours or you know the amphitheater tours because you get like to have mm-hmm. that that like that intimacy with the person. That's yeah. mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, I've probably been to more shows that. I've been to more shows in a small, like, setting that actually meant more than, obviously, going out to, like, a festival and seeing five or ten bands you really didn't care about to wait for the one that you wanted to see. (laughs) Yeah. So, what's the music scene like there out in Corpus Christi? Uh, man, it's busy, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of really talented people out here, um... And it, it's just, it's, it, it, the variety is just so grand. There's all sorts of different style of musicians here. Um, and, you know, when, when I'm not playing, you know, sometimes it, it sometimes, you know, you, you're not playing. It's like, other times it's just nice to, to get out and just see other musicians do their thing. And this is a very mu- music oriented town, I'd like to think, because there's, there's music venues everywhere okay uh, and and you know a lot there's actually quite a few places that that do music seven days a week you know and and that's cool i mean in my opinion oh yeah absolutely i mean you you see so many of these towns nowadays are just kind of like uh like the music scene's just dying out either because of you know like the accessibility of being able to record music on your phone and distribute it through online to where people don't even, I mean, that's the thing. Now you have songs from TikTok that are on the radio from people that have never even been in front of a crowd before and stuff like that. I mean, it it's, it's very sad. Like the way that the state of like music is going towards now, but it's nice to have like like emerging artists that are able to you know kind of like help build and continue a, a, a local music scene. It's a lot of things that I think people uh, like they they just don't think about it when it's like oh yeah well I, I heard this song on TikTok and you know like I saw this on Facebook and you know whatever and it's like well well yeah. are you gonna be able to go see them live? Like, I mean you know that's the big thing is uh the, yeah. the live music aspect. What am I going to do sit there and plug my phone into the PA and just Here it is. <laughs> yeah. If not, and and that that's always been one thing I say like don't get me wrong. I I like DJs that do there's some that are absolutely talented at what they do. But to me it's like when I see a live band making 
music like they're live like right in front of you you know from thin air um and you know hey if they make a mistake they play it off and everybody everybody else in the band plays it off and changes that song up just you know maybe just a little bit but it's like this is happening in the moment you are feeling like their emotions and their vibes of what's going on now not in the studio yep you know the studio is like you know, again, 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 until it's like perfect, perfect, perfect. And sometimes, you know, you, you see these people doing this live and it's just like way better than, than it would have been recorded. Oh yeah. You know, there's plenty, there's plenty of artists that are like that. I mean, and that just shows, I mean, I love, my big thing is like producers. Like I, I love like, not like super overproduced type stuff, but I like what a producer is able to do, like, as, you know, as, like, the song is being written or as it's being recorded. And um, I totally forget where I was going with this. It was going to be some super long-winded thing that was, like, you know, trying to be, like, super prolific. And, I yeah, I lost track of that one. Um... <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. <laughs> Uh, I feel you. So, what can you tell us about Dream One One Nine? Well, what's the date it comes out, or are you not able to speak on that yet? How many songs uh, are going to be on it? No, I think I, I, can, I think I can tell a date. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm waiting for for two tracks to uh, go through uh, uh, mixing and mastering. Um, but we should be. I think we should be able to make our deadline um, as of now. It is set for September 10th. Okay. Um, but it is, it, it, it's my life, man. Um, it, so when you go to listen to it in order, and I release it, I, the, the two singles are, are from the EP, uh, and I kind of release them out, or we're, we're releasing them kind of out of order. Okay. So you don't actively pick up on the whole picture. Um, but when you listen to the EP in the order the songs are, you're going to see, or at least get maybe a glimpse into what I'm going through or what I've been dealing with or what, what, what's been in my life or, or what, what I guess you want to say my goals are, you know, um, it, it really is, it, it, it's a, it's a story. From 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 front to end, um, the last track is going to be a bit of a of a curveball. I think I don't think anybody's uh, going to be expecting that one. Um, well, I don't know with with a uh, span from Justin Timberlake to Five Finger Death Punch. I mean, there that's that's a pretty big gap right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, they're pretty big gap. Um, the first one's definitely gonna throw you for a whirl um but that last one's gonna be like wait what? <laughs> I, I i i promise you no one's no one's expecting yeah uh, so how many tracks are on the ep I, it's five five uh yeah i'm i'm uh hoping that the next one's definitely gonna have a lot more than that but at the same time you know this was my first real album and i wanted to make it short enough to where I could, you know, get it out 
I've obviously I've been working on this for a while, but but uh, long enough uh, that you can still appreciate what I have to say. Exactly. Uh, well, that's the thing too. Um, in the way that everything is now, with like you know the attention span of your average person. It's, oh, yeah. you know, to able to sit there and listen to, you know, a five song EP versus like a 12 song album. And, you know, mm-hmm. like the way the music industry is with like singles and everything like that. I mean, it's almost to a point now to where it's like, do you release like uh, two EPs or a full album or just just litter everything with singles, you know? Yeah, I mean, my opinion would be probably EPs in general, because um, you do make a good point. Um, attention span nowadays, and and I, I mean, I'm guilty. You know, you start listening to someone's new album, and you get like halfway through, and it's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm gonna like give this a little break, and I'll come back to it later. Yeah. It, we're human, you know. We can only listen to to the same of something for a certain amount of time, and I think five or six songs if if you're really wanting to you know listen to the whole thing i think that's that's a good good amount yeah absolutely uh, the music industry is really transitioning to uh singles singles mm-hmm. it's it's all about singles nowadays because it's it, it i don't want to say that it's less work because it's 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 still a lot of work but it's more focused attention towards individual tracks yeah that that's uh, that's actually what surprised me when you said that, um, like basically the songs, like if you listen to them in order, because you don't see a lot of people doing that kind of stuff anymore. It's just throwing like here's a song and here's another song and you know my producer and a team of ten people wrote this one and here's this and then yeah. it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a bunch of songs just thrown out there. And to hear yeah. to hear that there was like a plan behind it is kind of refreshing to hear. Yeah, and you know, there's not many people that do that anymore. Uh, I mean, the last that I've heard was uh, like The Weeknd. His entire uh, latest album from front to, to end is like one giant story, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, I think that it that's just, I mean, it's just my opinion, but I think that makes for um, just a good album in general and for, for it to be about something um, and not just random, you know, from talking about this to talking about randomly that you know it's i think it's cool when when everything's kind of and i don't know if that's my ocd or what (laughs) (laughs) well it's nice to have things that are kind of like copacetic with each other and things that like make sense as opposed to you know like here's like a super soft song and here's something like super brutal and it you know it's it's nice to have like a flow and you know especially if you have something where it like you know kind of starts out and then ends here it's just it makes more sense than just to have things just scattered all around i mean yeah it, it's it, it's nice to hear that people still have that kind of mentality and that kind of like vision you know what i mean mm. so yeah. how does the songwriting process work for you like, do you come up with the like instrumentals and stuff first, and you just throw uh, the lyrics onto it, or is it something where you have like uh, a whole idea? It, so it, it varies uh, with the upcoming uh, single. Um, so I was actually I was actually picking something up um, from Home Depot, and I was in the parking lot, and I got a melody, and um, 
So I went up, I pulled into the, to, to the, my parking space. I pulled on real quick, put some headphones on and, and just on my iPhone, you know, little iPhone instrument, a little sample real quick. And after I did that, I came up with a couple of lyrics. Um, and I, you know, I, I, and I always do that. And well, so I, I sat on that for a while and when we were working on, you know, all right, well, what are we going to do next? I brought I brought up this idea I'm like what about this man like I think this could be really cool and my producer was like man dude like yeah that that could be that could be really awesome so let's work with that so from there we we wrote together the lyrics first okay and 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 basically from there um did the music according to what the lyrics wanted um but sometimes it's reverse. Sometimes I write music first and I see what the music is telling me that it wants. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, is it art dreary? Is it happy? Is it like, what, what is, what is it, what is it asking? Them? Um, so it, it just depends. If you're feeling it one way, you go that way. If you're feeling it another, you go the other. Yep. That's awesome. So, I guess to kind of wrap this thing up here, um, where can people find you? Or um, actually, you know what? This isn't even a question. This is your chance to promote yourself, uh, you know, shamelessly or, you know, unshamelessly. <laughs> this is your chance. <laughs> oh, no, good, man. Um, everywhere, man. Um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Facebook's just under John Carr, everything else, John Carr official. Um, and shoot, um, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube, you name it. Um, I will be everywhere. <laughs> if I'm not already. Yeah. So um, is there any plans to come out to the East Coast here, Philadelphia area? I'd like to, um, man, I, 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 at some point I want to do, um, something through the U S yeah, absolutely. September 10th dream. Uh, I mean, is it dream? I keep saying one, one, nine, but is it dream one nineteen or both? Uh, either one really. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's just whatever sounds better, I guess. <laughs> um, the initial concept, I guess when I, when I thought about uh, dream 119. I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> so when this comes out in the beginning of September, we're going to have to get you back on so we can like promote it. So we can talk about it more. I'm excited yeah. to hear it. Like I said, I've heard the danger that when I first talked to William a week ago, I listened to it immediately and I was like, oh, I can't wait to have this guy on. Like, it's nice to have <laughs> like, like an actual, not like a super hardcore band or, you know, something like that. It's nice to have like a, like a variety, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I want to thank you very much for coming on. And, uh, everybody, John Carr, go check him out. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, I'll definitely be in touch, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Have a good one, brother. You too. Later. Bye-bye.
What's up, guys? This is John Carr, and you're listening to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. This is Wild Thing. I've known it all for far too long. I need a place where I belong. I am sick inside my Where the wild 